So imagine if you can, or if you will, a place where the pressures of life, the time frames, deadlines, and bills aren't piled up on top of your head like a wet blanket just weighing down on your shoulders. A place where the dog doesn't need your immediate attention yet again. Another sermon doesn't have to be written or a presentation completed or a song rehearsed or the demands of family illness or issues don't consume your daily living. Imagine if you can a place where birds can be listened to and watched uninterrupted for hours, where the clouds roll by, both white and gray, against a Virgin Mary blue sky, where you can walk a straight path between a wheat field and a sunflower field and turn your head upwards to see mountains around you, and a big, big, I mean huge, sky, a place where the work for the good of the community in the glory of God is first and above self. Seems unimaginable? Imagine Grandchamp, a monastery in the canton of Neuchâtel, Switzerland, inhabited by the Sisters of Community of Grandchamp, where work is performed in silence, and is punctuated in prayer in the Tze tradition, four times a day. It's a place where you're left alone to meditate or pray, stroll or hike the Ura mountainside, ride a bicycle or sit underneath an apple tree, eat Swiss chocolate, drink herbal tea, and taste and remember how really good and sweet life is. Now, Grandchamp, translated from French, means large field. Just imagine, in the gospel passage from Mark that we just heard, Jesus said, come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. He said that to his worn out, overworked, underpaid, or probably more like not paid at all, disciples. They had just buried the head, the beheaded body of John the Baptist, which I'm sure was a loathsome task. And they were tired. And they were stressed. Because large crowds were following them. Jesus knew what his disciples needed when they came to him and told him all that they had done. He knew that they needed rest. They needed time away from the hungry throngs of people that would soon be upon them, and they needed to be simply at rest. You see, they had no time for themselves. Not even did they have time to eat. It had been so harried. So they boarded an old fishing boat, set out on a very calm sea of Galilee, and sailed away to their deserted place. 
You know, it was Jesus' idea for them to rest, to stop what it was that they were doing and take a break from the usual, the everyday, from all that depleted their strength and energy. You know, they're like us. They probably would have kept going, right? We would keep going even to our detriment. So it wasn't a question that Jesus posed them, opposed them. Will you come away with me? It wasn't this wonderful invitation. Don't you just want to get away for a while? No. It was an imperative that he gave them. Come away with me. Come to this deserted place all by yourselves and we'll rest. Now, I don't have to imagine Grandchamp. I've lived Grandchamp and what it means to come away to a deserted place and rest. It is a community out of the Reformed churches rooted in the monastic tradition and in incubantism marked by prayer, work, and the spirit of the Beatitudes, joy, simplicity, and mercy. Those are their mission and vision. For three weeks, several years ago now, I worked in community with the sisters and the other volunteers, mostly in silence. I prayed and I worked alongside them throughout the day and evening. And in the evening when I was free, I was left alone to rest in whatever way I wanted to. To sleep, to walk, to read, or to stay in my room to explore the beauty of Switzerland, the land where my grandmother was born. All of this was for my personal retreat. It was an incredible gift of grace, and I was able to renew my spirit, examine my life, think about what matters most to me, and absorb the absolute goodness of our earth that God has entrusted to us just for the short while that we're here. Grandchamp, however, is by far not a deserted place. What I came to understand about this particular piece of scripture when I was there is that when Jesus says go to a deserted place, he doesn't mean to go to some forsaken place, a place of abandonment where there are empty buildings, or some barren and dried-out wasteland. There's nothing there that could possibly renew your soul. A place that is void of the very essence, well, what use would that be? I think he actually meant the opposite. When he said to go to a deserted place, he meant to come away to a place that is life-giving, but different from the usual places of your lives. It's a, a place that suspends your daily challenges and tasks just for a moment in time. It is some place that will allow you time to commune with God and be in prayer without distractions that can ultimately deplete you of your energy and your strength. A place where you can relax, renew, re-energize, and refocus. It's a place where unfilled jars can be replenished and empty baskets 
can be refilled once again. Now, one of my tasks at the monastery was to slice bread for each meal. That was the smaller of my tasks. My major task was scullery. I washed dishes three times a day in silence. There was one other person who washed dishes with me, and she was a volunteer also, and we would talk a little bit, whispering. But one of the nuns overheard us and came and scolded us, said, everything we do is intentional here and in silence. So we closed our mouths. But the slicing of the bread, it's funny I should get this particular job. Uh, Some of you may or may not remember my father was a baker. So while slicing bread might seem mundane, for me it, it wasn't really. It brought back a lot of childhood memories of the bakery and it gave me a sense of being of value to the community, doing the work of Christ, which is to feed others. Now my father used to say, bread is the staff of life. Have you ever heard that? Bread is the staff of life. Yeah. Meaning we need it to function. Like a shepherd needs his staff to negotiate the rocky terrain of life and keep the sheep in line, we need wholesome bread that will steady us and keep us filled and help us stay in line when we wander too far off the road. We all need to be fed. Slice after slice after slice, I thought about my father and I smelled the bread as I placed them into the baskets. But I also thought about Jesus and what came to mind is he said, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never hunger. Christ is so very present in all aspects of living at the monastery. As I filled empty baskets with the sliced bread, I couldn't help but think of the words of institution from our communion liturgy, take and eat. Take this bread of heaven. It is my body given for you so that you can have life, life abundant. We feed so that we can be fed. Everything in Grandchamp is intentional. Every task is accomplished in silence with the presence of God here in your heart. For me, living into the presence of Christ in silence was life-giving, and the rest that it provided was really enriching and so beneficial. Who knew that slicing bread could bring me inner peace? Yet even the sisters needed a break from their daily tasks, and each Monday morning is what they call their desert day. So there are no communal prayers, And the work that needs to be done can wait. It was a time of rest and also trust. Rest from their work and trust that God would sustain them until they could resume their activity once again. No bread slicing on that day. No scullery. It was like like a breath being held for as long as it could be and then being released. Or perhaps like the sadness of Good Friday's death. Held in tension 
until Easter morning, when death finally relents and gives way to life. Rest is not a new invention. From the beginning of time, really, God blessed the seventh day and hallowed it because on, on that day, God rested from the work that God had done in creation. So even God rested. Why should we think that we don't need rest? Why does it seem self-indulgent when we take that time for ourselves? Now, we work hard. I know we do. All of us, no matter what it is that we choose to do with our lives, are driven. And I think especially here in the Northeast. If you don't step aside and cease what you're doing for a while, how will you know how far you have come? How will you know that what you're doing is the right thing and the decisions that you have made for yourself are the accurate decisions? How will you be able to listen to God speaking to you if you don't set aside time to listen? How will you be able to discern your future in light of your past and in the fullness of the present? How and where will you ultimately find that rest? Now, I know also during this COVID time, and now especially as the restrictions seem to be, you know, easing, who finds himself going back to the hustle and bustle of life? <laughs> How many more cars are on the streets now? A lot, right? Gone is the slower and intentional pace. Gone is the appreciation of nature, or at least lessened. So that tiny bit of respite, even though it was forced on us, is beginning to fade away. It'll be all too easily gone, and we will soon program ourselves again and just carry on as if nothing had happened. But none of us are superhuman. And all of us need a break. Even if you love what you do, Jesus still tells you to rest. He certainly did. We hear of him leaving his disciples and going off by himself to pray just to get some rest. It was essential for him, and he's a role model for us. He wants you to cease what you're doing, and I mean really just stop iPhones, the iPads, the MacBook Pros, all need to be powered down. I'm convinced that this was one of those times where his human nature, Jesus' human nature, is in total sync with ours because the compassion he shows for his disciples really is very rich. His life was difficult, and he also knows that our life can be difficult too, and we need rest. The poet and author Maya Angelou once said, each person deserves a day away in which no problems are confronted, no solutions searched for. Each of us needs to withdraw from the cares which will not withdraw from us. We need hours of aimless wandering or spates of time, sitting on park benches, observing the mysterious world of ants and the canopy of treetops. A day away acts as a spring tonic. 
can dispel rancor, transform indecision, and renew the spirit. Ranchon was the place for me to receive my rest, but it may not be for you. So where will you retreat to that will give you rest? Where might you retreat to that will give you the rest, that deserted place that Jesus is talking about? It might be as simple as your backyard or an easy chair. The place doesn't matter so much as how you choose to spend that time of rest. It is in those moments of rest that God's presence and peace can be felt and absorbed. Rest is essential. Rest is an imperative. The rest separates the past from the future and allows you to come to God in your totality and just be. One of the Tizé songs at Grand Champ that we sang very simply says this, Take, O oh, take me as I am. Summon out what I shall be. Set your seal upon my heart and let it live in me. Let this be our prayer. Take me as I am. 